Every legislator, every person in government, when your grandchildren and great-grandchildren read about you like we're reading about the people, about the people today and that represent these statues, when they read about you, when you're long gone or while you're here, you need to understand that the story is going to be written and you have an opportunity to actually control the narrative but right now the narrative is going to be is going to have a negative reflection on your legacy I was almost like a Robin Williams. Good morning, Vietnam. Yeah, I you were start singing or yeah. something. That's what uh, hey, welcome into the uh, to the it's show. Yeah. Uh, how about politics this week? Still getting the name of the show right. Uh, <laughs> I am Josh Moon. That is you're on a roll. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> David Person. Take a week off. I get it right in the bag every time. Uh, it's. Um, I got to tell you, um, I'm getting kind of tired of white people. Uh, Are you really? Yes. <laughs> And those are your people, uh, man. White no. people are your people. All people are my people. Well, you know uh, what I mean. I yeah. mean you're, you I'm know. of the white. You're, you're, <laughs> I'm of the white. You're, you're so of the they white. still get me in the meetings. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, listen, I, and not all. I, I got to say, um, I have been uh, pleasantly surprised um, with the the amount of whiteness I have seen at a lot of these rallies uh, yes. and stuff. Uh, yes. You know, there have been, and I, I'll tell you this, I think it has scared the absolute hell out of a lot of Republicans in this state to oh, see sure. how many white people are sure. showing up to these things. Sure. Um, and not just young people. Oh, no. I don't know. Mean, Older I've people. Seen some people that yeah. were like, look like they were in their 60s and up. Yeah. And there. that's, and, and, and so what, you know, that that's kind of like a, uh, a radio talk show. I know, you know, there's a few radio uh, people listening to radio anymore. But, you know, a radio talk show, the, the thing was one out of every 10 or one out of every 100 people who listen will actually call in. Mm-hmm. And I would have to say it's the same thing with the protest. One out of every 100 or so who actually agree with what's going on will actually show up to protest. And if that's the case, then you got a lot of people out there yeah. uh, who are who are very, are very fed up and are supportive of the cause that is, that's kind of taken, uh, you know, the nation at this point, and really, I guess globally, uh, by storm, you know, you see the, phenomenon. yeah, you see the things, you know, the, the statues being rolled into the, into rivers and ponds and yeah. stuff all over the world and in different, uh, in different cities. And uh, I mean, it is, you know, look, you can say it's history all you want to, but it's not, it's not, uh, it's not really history. Uh, you know, what's happening now is history. Uh, but what, you know, what those statues and stuff, they didn't represent your history or anybody else's history. What they represented was a thumb in the eye in 99% of the cases, a thumb in the eye to black people. It was you know? a middle finger to yeah. black people. Uh, yeah. I would even go further than the thumb yeah. in the eye. I, I know what you're saying, yeah. but I mean, it was a real, just kind of the ultimate insult. It's yeah. like in the middle of, Brown versus Board of Education or in the middle of Reconstruction, you know, the post-Reconstruction era after after the slaves were so-called freed mm-hmm. by Abraham Lincoln. No, everything was, was fine after that. Which is really not true, but anyway. Uh, whoa, you know, whoa, 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 whoa. What shady history books have you been reading? No, man, look. You know, <laughs> what Lincoln did, and, and for those of you who don't know, what Lincoln did was really a strategic political and military maneuver by saying 
that the freed slaves were going to be the slaves in the Confederate states. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, that was all designed to undermine the Confederacy. It was not designed actually to be a a, a ubiquitous, all-encompassing freeing of the slaves. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. Lincoln's priority wasn't abolition. Mm -hmm. Lincoln's priority was... Um, preserving the Union. Mm-hmm. That was his top priority. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, did he have some abolitionist sympathies? Yeah, I'll give him that. I think he, I think to a degree he did. Mm-hmm. But Lincoln was not this this almighty Jesus walking on water savior mm-hmm. of black people. That's just not true. Well, you have just really blown the minds of a lot of people who went to history <laughs> class in this state. I well, gotta tell re- you. Well, read it, read it. Uh, yeah, I know it. Yeah, and, and you're right. And uh, listen, we're going we're going to talk about uh, you know a lot of the things that that are going on. There has been some some news. Uh, you know, it's it's all it's kind of like the COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've we've moved. God, I, I miss, love it when you say the COVID. By the way, well, <laughs> it still cracks me up. I love it. I so miss sports. There, there's no, there's no escaping anything. You know, you can't escape anything for 15 minutes at all. The NBA is coming back. I know. Major League Baseball is apparently going to come back as well. And so, I mean, that's happy. But not just. I'm just saying. You know, there's been. It's just been. You've been under it all the time. You know what it's been I mean. A couple of months. And 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 but you know, and then you feel bad about saying that because you know that this is life for yeah. so many people and uh but it's just you know, so we're, you know, there have been some things that have gone on in the state and we're going to talk to uh, Representative Anthony Daniels in a few minutes about uh, some things that he's been pushing in the fact that he's got himself in the midst of some controversy about the Confederate oh, Memorial Park. Oh, yeah. Uh yeah. Uh yeah, but he came out swinging on that. Yeah, he did. He did. And so, since we last left you, uh, took a took a little break. Um, but uh, there have been some things that have occurred. Um, we've lost a, another monument in Mobile. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the mayor there jerked thing down in like the dark of night uh, one night, and, uh, uh, and 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 then kind of hinted that ah, we were just you know, making sure everything was okay. And then uh, <laughs> and, and then the other day it was like, yeah, to make sure it continues to be okay, we're just going to put it in a museum. Uh, and that was it. And everybody was like, whoa, Sandy Stimson did this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and uh, was like, yeah, you know, listen, man, AG, figure out if we need to pay a bill or not. And the AG office said, yeah, and he said, all right. We're gonna pay it then. We'll yep. pay you twenty five thousand and do it. And immediately, then all eyes shift to Huntsville. That is still playing around here with this monument that's outside the, of the courthouse. The technical term is pussy footing. Yeah. I think that's probably right. Yeah, pussy um, footing around—that's the—that's the technique. Yeah, and and so they're they're still playing with this monument it's really, here. It's really not just Huntsville. It's specifically, specifically, Josh. Mm-hmm. Just to be precise, it is. Madison County Chairman Dale Strong and the Madison County Commission. So, okay, you, you're you're from here. I, I've I've been here a, a short period of time, um, and and so I don't necessarily have the the feel of of what is you know the dynamics of that commission. So, I guess it, it, explain to me what the breakdown is. There is there a racial breakdown? Uh, is there an ideological uh, lines that are that have drawn there? How how are we set up on the county commission? Well, the the, the county commission definitely uh, has a, a I wouldn't say a racial component to it because you've only got one county commissioner who's African American out of the bunch. So you know, a distinct. A distinct minority, and his yeah. name is uh, 
is uh, Commissioner uh, Jess Henry Malone. Mm-hmm. Jess Henry is a uh, great guy, police captain, uh, works for HPD, police yeah. captain. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, but great guy, great uh-huh. guy. Uh, but I think it's ideological. What we're dealing with is, is is something that is ideological, I think, primarily. And then also, just to make sure people understand, the Confederate statue, while it is in the city of Huntsville, it is at the Madison County Courthouse. And the Madison County Courthouse is considered... Uh, court is considered county land right. as opposed to city land. So that's why we say... That specifically, this is a call that has to be made by the chair and the county commission. And and as we said earlier, they are pussyfooting around. Well, it doesn't necessarily have to be. If you had a truck and a chain, you can, you can make some decisions. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you can do that. Can I got a that. truck. You can do that. I you can truck. do that. Uh, and, and, and they could do it. And yeah. In fact, you know, we've seen the memorandum of understanding from that the attorney general has with the city of Mobile now. And there's no reason why the Madison County Commission can't enter into the same thing. No, there's not. There's not. And and, and what they did, uh, the first county commission meeting that addressed this a couple weeks ago, uh, where they said uh, that they were going to ask the state to remove it. It was nonsense, okay? Uh, the, I, I'm, I'm going to suspect here, uh, rightfully, that the county commission has a, an attorney. Uh, then there's an attorney giving them legal advice. And that attorney could tell them inside of 30 seconds that you cannot remove it. Right. You can't remove it. I mean, it's, there's no reason to ask anybody anything. The Supreme Court and, and everybody else could not be more clear about what the law is on this, is you can't touch it. You can't alter it. You can't do anything to it. You can't even fix it uh, under the current law right? because, because it's more than 40 years old. That's it. That's uh, and so you can't do anything to it. So if you want to move it, you're going to have to pay $25,000, which, if I'm not mistaken, some groups have already raised that money. The money's already there. And, and you're also, all you got to do is, who wants to keep this? The Tennessee Valley progressives already have the money in hand to spend on paying the fine. Who, so, so who wants to keep it? Is this just like an old white people? Well, I think what I've been told, this is what I've been told. And, and I, and I, uh, you know, and I'm going to bring this up uh, in our conversation with Anthony. Uh, State Representative Rex Reynolds, uh, Mm -hmm. who's a former police chief here in Huntsville, and is actually, you know, Rex is a Republican, so that means he and I are going to agree on on the vast majority of Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Rex is a decent guy, I I have to say, Mm -hmm. in my interactions with him. He's been decent to me. Rex Reynolds sounds like a Grisham villain. (laughs) Oh, John Grisham villain? Yeah. 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 Well, no, I... I, Uh, Rex Reynolds. (laughs) He's, he's, he's been decent to me. In our, in I'm not saying he is a villain. I'm just saying his yeah. name sounds like a villain. Oh, okay. I, I don't know Rex. So villainous. Okay. So, yeah. so um, Rex, Rex told me just a few days ago, he said that his preference would be, he said, he said I'm just uncomfortable with the idea of, of the county commission breaking the law to do this. And so I said to him, well, Rex... There is such a thing as unjust laws. Mm-hmm. You know, the very premise. In fact, let's even go back further than the civil rights movement. Let's go all the way back to the Boston Tea Party. Mm-hmm. How about that? 
That's what they did. They broke the law. They they defied the British authorities. Mm-hmm. They refused to pay the tea tax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they dumped all the tea. The yeah. Yeah. They dumped it in the dumped it in that river or whatever that is up there. Yeah. Crispus Attucks, the first man to die for the United States or what would become the United States, was an African man. Mm-hmm. Lawbreakers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, to change to 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 violate unjust laws is an American tradition. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you think it would make them feel better if they dressed up like Native Americans to do it? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I've read. A, you opening up a real can of worms now. I've read. I've read a few history books too. Yeah. Uh, but listen, it's. Huh. Uh, I just think that it's. It's, it's it's embarrassing at this point sure. for because you know up until now Huntsville has been your your progressive star uh, you know the this is the place that you know everybody can say Alabama wow backwards but but Huntsville Huntsville you know I've been to Huntsville been been uh, Huntsville places coming Huntsville, up coming along yeah 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 all those jobs coming in that's a growing place around there yeah um. You know, and Drake State, and so now <laughs> I'm, I've been on a kick uh, lately here. Uh, I'm getting John C. Calhoun removed from that building over there. So another folks at Clemson, folks at Clemson, got him out of there. Um, right. yeah, so um, you know, but uh, this is this has become an embarrassment for them. Uh, you know, uh, of the for the for the city and the state. For that matter, I mean, you've got a lot of people that are trying to relocate here, uh, and and they don't want that. And I, I, it's always, you know, to me, the the biggest indication of of the impact that gerrymandering can have has always been Mo Brooks representing this district yeah. uh, because I mean you can gerrymander enough white people enough ignorant white people in to, to get somebody as racist and backwards and slow as Mo Brooks is uh, and, and, and to, uh, to represent a city like Huntsville mm-hmm. and, and county like Madison and, uh, and and I you know you hear whenever I say something about him I hear from all of these people in Huntsville and Madison about how embarrassed they are and how, how this just doesn't reflect the city and how this doesn't I, I, I mean, yeah, Mo keeps getting in, and in. and what are we doing here? You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's basically Madison County and Lauderdale County now fighting over these Confederate monuments outside of their courthouses, and I mean, Lauderdale County, you kind of expect, uh, but I'm not sure that they're not going to tear theirs down before yeah. uh, before Madison County does over here. So yeah. I don't know. It it just um, you know it, it right now is it, is something. That you know what what all is going on, and then you saw the the stuff that happened with the uh, Shard Brooks in, in Atlanta. <laughs> uh, you know, terrific, uh, I, I mean, I, what what is happening yeah. is hopefully, hopefully, uh, something that I've wanted to happen for a long, long time, which is a lot of people will have to answer for the idiotic ways that they have believed. Um, well, and, and let's, and, and I agree with you that that needs to happen and I hope it happens, but let's also remember that were it not for the magic of technology. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. None of this would be on the table. Oh, I know. It's a, I'm, no. I'm, 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 I'm 100%. I'm yeah. 100% with Roy Woods Jr. We ought to put up a statue to the cell phone camera. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it is, uh, I, I mean, without it, I mean, you know, I mean, it just, you see what happened in Atlanta in that, in that drive through and you just think, what are we doing? You know, I mean, what, what, what are we, what are we doing here? I mean, well, it, it just is, he was, yeah, okay, look, you can, you can save all the arguments about, well, he shouldn't have done this, he shouldn't have done that, or this shouldn't have happened, and that shouldn't have happened. Nothing that he BS did, excuses, yeah. nothing that he did, yeah. first of all, warranted him his life being taken. Exactly. And exactly. nothing he did put their lives in jeopardy. Exactly. Nothing. Exactly. They're, at no point should either of those officers have feared for their lives That's in right. what was going on. Yeah. Now, they got pissed, okay? He That's what happened. Away. Yeah, he's running away yeah. from them. They got, and you could see what happened yesterday in the yeah. videos that they showed of them kicking him and standing on his shoulders as he was dying, yeah. um, you know, clearly indicated they got pissed at this guy. Yep. You know, they were angry. They were mad. And that's why they shot him. Which goes to two questions, which we're asking about police officers all over the country. What kind of, what the hell kind of training are you getting? Mm-hmm. And what the hell kind of people are you hiring? Yeah. You know, that's really what we got to continue to ask. Well, I, I'm going to say too, that I also agree a little bit with John Stewart and what he said in a, in a recent interview, which is, uh, he doesn't, you know, whatever has happened with people like like that that they have, you know, they're yeah. prosecuting the police officers that they're prosecuting over there. That that's that's one thing, but in an, in another sense, we have also put police uh, officers in a in a bad situation because we have for years done things as a society that have led to a downfall of of all sorts of things. We have we have been racist in our education system. We have been racist in our hiring system. We have been racist in all of these different things. And then we have told police that these people are bad. Uh, these people that you're supposed to have a war on drugs. Uh, these are the bad guys. Uh, and oh, by the way, here's a bunch of military equipment. It's yeah. you versus them. Go get them. You know, oh, yeah. and and you have trained people um, mm-hmm. who are who are police officers, and some have overcome it, and others have not. Uh, and they have they have adopted an us versus them instead of a public servant mentality, yeah. uh, which has been pushed upon them. Yeah. Well, again, that's why I started with training. Yes. I mean, it starts that you know you start with what the hell kind of training are you doing? Mm-hmm. One of my childhood friends, who is still a good friend of mine and a brother to me to this day, is a police chief in Louisiana, mm-hmm. African American guy though. Quite honestly, Josh, if I brought him in the room today, from a skin tone standpoint, you guys look like brothers. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm a very tan individual. Yeah. (laughs) Very tan, and he's not as tan. So there you go. All right. But but he's African-American, and he goes around the country often on on his own dime Mm -hmm. to talk to young black men or young black people in churches and their parents. And to tell them, this is how you can survive encounters with the police. Mm -hmm. But one of the things he lets people know up front is that police officers are trained. He he talks about two things uh, among many Mm -hmm. that I want to bring up real quick. One, they are trained and inculcated to, to think about the fact that they have got to win when they are on the street. Mm Mm-hmm. 
they got to come out of these encounters winning. They mm-hmm. can't lose. Right. All right. So that that ties into the us and them, them mm-hmm. thing you're talking about. The other thing is, many of us have asked through the years, you know, why can't you guys shoot people in the leg or mm-hmm. shoot them in mm-hmm. the arm or shoulders? And why, why are you killing people? Yeah. And he said, it's the way we're trained. Mm-hmm. They are trained to kill. Yeah. If you pull that gun, you're going, you're, you you're mean. trained to shoot yeah. to kill. But the, the theory is there is that if you have pulled the gun, it's because you fear for your life. Because otherwise, nothing short of that should you have pulled the gun for. So if you have pulled the gun and are going to fire it, then your life is at jeopardy, and it becomes a test then, but or you know, a match between your life or their life. Uh, and so you are to shoot to kill because that's the only way to. You know. Which which I'm okay with when that is the case. Yeah, yeah. That's the but problem in is all of these cases, it ain't the case. No, it's not. It's yeah, it's. You know, and, and the people who make excuses for it is, you know, if it happened, if if you had seen a white person running across that parking lot getting shot in the back, you know, everybody would have been right. fine with that cop getting getting arrested. Right. Uh, you know, it just is. It's just right. the way that it is. And uh, I just. And, and, you know, we black people, Josh, we ain't freaking crazy. No. We, we understand the difference between Dylan Roof, mm-hmm. the mass murderer of the Charleston Nine. Yep. Getting his freaking ass taking the oh yeah i'm sorry across the line i'm sorry pastor i'm sorry that one slipped out getting his freaking self taken to a burger king or a mcdonald's wherever the hell it was they took him on the way to jail so he could have a little bite to eat Mm -hmm. we understand the difference between that and what happened to george floyd Mm -hmm. what happened to eric garner what happened to ahmaud aubrey what happened to Mr. Brooks in Atlanta, we understand the di- yeah, we know the difference. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, and, and this is the other the other problem that that we have here is this circle the wagons mentality of police officers and police departments. Yeah. Yeah. Where last night you saw people in the Atlanta cops walking off the job, calling in sick, not not you know, they're not gonna they're not gonna do this, which of course scared the hell out of white people because apparently all of their wives were about to be raped by black men. Uh but yeah, I mean it was just you know, it's straight out of the civil rights era yeah. uh, nonsense. But yeah. um you know, and so you see it over and over and over again, where th- where somebody does something bad, uh, a cop does something bad, and it's clearly bad, right? And and then the justice system comes down on him for you know what whatever uh, ha- is going to happen, and the cops get angry about it, and they oh it's oh it's terrible was going there, and then they pitch this little hissy fit like they're doing now. So it happened in Minneapolis, happened in Atlanta, happened in Montgomery when they arrested the cop for shooting Greg Gunn in Montgomery. Uh, that you know the cops threatened to walk off the job unless they open up a whole other investigation that they could control uh you know and it's just that's the sort of thing when you try when you try to convince people that oh it's just a you know a bad apple here or there and every profession has them or whatever that's great that's fine okay i can buy that what i can't buy that is you telling me that and then all of y'all leaving okay and protecting the bad apples exactly so, uh, you know, there, there have got to be some changes. And there was a there was a police chief in Montgomery when I was there uh, who got ran off the job. Uh, his name uh, was Kevin Murphy. He now works for the sheriff's department there. And the reason he got run off the job was uh, he wanted to implement uh, more community policing. 
Um, they wanted to get his officers out of their cars and get them to walking around in neighborhoods. Uh, he wanted, he had what really made them angry was he had turned down, uh, several pieces of military equipment, uh, that he saw that he said, you know, first of all, he's like, you know, I, from just a purely economic standpoint, we can't afford the upkeep on a lot of this stuff. He said, what do we need a, uh, you know, a big tank for, you know, whatever, whatever sort of things so we have accepted some things that we needed, uh, you know, some bulletproof vests, some helmets, things like that. So, but we didn't need a lot of these other things. And, and he said, and I think uh, he told me at the time, he said, I think that those things, uh, draw a line between you and the public, and it makes and it militarizes your police. Well, um, what is his name? Again? Kevin Murphy is his Kevin name. Murphy. He's a, a assistant um, sheriff, and now in, okay. in in Montgomery County. He's a, is he a white guy or a black guy? He's a white guy. Good for him. Yeah, uh, and and they ran him out. He lost the confidence of all this and yeah. of his department, and so the mayor had to had to push him out. Of course, pushed him out like three days after his brother committed suicide. Uh, yeah, it was, it was yeah really sweet time. Uh, but it was, um, you know, uh, every time I think about this, I think about because now they're doing all of those things that he wanted to do, all of those things. And if they had just done them, I, you know, I really wonder if Greg Gunn would have been alive um, well, 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 today. Ask you about that, and I know we got to go, but just I really want to pick your brain on this. Mm-hmm. This is a really interesting, and I think ultimately salient point. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Why? Why is it now? Do you think it's that the, the zeitgeist that we're in, mm-hmm. or is it the new leadership in Montgomery? New leadership, uh, new leadership in Montgomery. I think that it was. Um, I think that they were pushing that direction. Uh, the, the new police chief that they hired, Ernest Finley, there is. Uh-huh. Uh, they hired him from Atlanta, and uh, and I, I, I've always liked. Uh, Chief Finley and and I thought that he has has tried his best to to do a lot of the same things maybe more quietly uh, yeah. than than Kevin Murphy did. Well, I've, I've seen footage um, of him out walking with the protesters. Yeah, and, and they've the the police officers there have done a lot, and now he's getting a lot more support from the mayor's office. Uh, okay. You know, from from that. But um, the rank and file has been the problem before. Yeah, so what what's happened? There? I, I think that it's just been a, a gradual. Uh, you know, weeding out of people. Attrition. Uh, yeah, attrition. Some some folks have retired. A lot of people retired around that time, uh, okay. and so I think that there is there's just been less. And I think you know, uh, just, but just also look around at the climate in the in the country and around. You know, there are a lot of people today who five years ago would have been completely the opposite on tearing down Confederate monuments. Look, I mean, look at the polling. The polling has flipped completely on Confederate monuments mm-hmm. here, where it's gone from uh, almost 70% of people were against removing them uh, six or seven years ago, versus today where 80% of the people are for removing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I think there, there's been a gradual the more you tell people things, and the more people hear it, and the more people see it, and the more learning that goes on, I think it's just a gradual thing, and younger people who learn these things and see them and accept them get older, uh, you know, and push that forward. I think that's what has changed. I think it has become more acceptable in, in a lot of places, Montgomery being one of them, uh, to have this change and to have a, a police. You, you realize this thing isn't working, man. It's not what you're doing is not working at all. And you, you, you know, you can't go back to this idea of law and order, you know, which really means racism, like a, a bunch of that's black people. Like, and, historically, that's what it's meant. Yeah. And, and, you know, and that's what it was in Montgomery under Emory yeah. Falmer, uh, you know, who yeah. was a, a, a <laughs> a proud racist, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, remain so. Uh, and well, is he still alive? I'm 
believe he is still alive. Yeah, I don't know. Hell, he may be dead. Who, who cares? Uh, really? Uh, I mean, really, he was he was an awful person, uh, and uh, you know, for for the city and what he did, and um, it just. You know, uh, I think a, a lot of mindset has shifted since then, um, and you know, that's where we are. So I think we're maybe 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 some things are changing, and maybe a lot more things are changing. So, Hope so I do too. I do yeah. too. All right, we're gonna slide out and uh, and talk to Representative Anthony Daniels, uh, House Minority Leader. When we come back here, we'll be back in a minute. Alrighty, welcome back in here to the program. Uh, join us now is uh, House Minority Leader Anthony Daniels, and uh, uh, somehow or another, you have uh, you have found yourself in in a little bit of controversy over the uh, over the last week or so. Uh, amazingly, I don't know how this is really <laughs> controversial, but uh, I don't uh, honestly. Uh, the only thing you wanted to do is take a little money away from a Confederate Memorial Park uh, there, and, and uh, all of a sudden, all the white people are up in arms. Uh, but mm. I, I guess you know. First of all, thanks for for joining us again, and and also uh, you know just tell us kind of what's going on. Well, you know, to your point, I think it's a great day for me. I consider it a badge of honor to um, to take that position uh, because, uh, you know, many, many times in the legislature, there's so many line items within the budget to where you don't really, you know, a lot of times you're not able to really zero in on everything because of the line items in both budgets. Um, however, uh, we begin to ask deeper questions, right? Uh, what is this 600,000? It's going to the historic commission, but what is it actually being used for? And so I think that that's kind of how we have to start looking at the budget because it's easy to hide money somewhere that's going somewhere else, right? You know, it, it may sit, uh, you may have a, a red flag if it goes to A. Uh, I mean, it goes to B first without going through A. A is, is visible to the public. B is not. And so I think that uh, it's it's unfortunately that we um, we are uncovering some things that have been going on for some time. Uh, but I will say that this originated in in 1935 uh, with a legislative act, and then it was revised and updated in 1971. And so, uh, you know, while I would love to throw this on the Republicans, uh, I think that in that at that particular time, uh, the same ideology. Uh, was in the Democratic Party, uh, and, and and so we we can't we got to be fair when we're we're talking about the issue. Let's tell the whole story, not just parts of the story. Which is what I understand that uh, Mr. Dismutes is. I would encourage him to keep reading. You know, the 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 actual fight, Civil War. Yeah, it was about states' rights and property, but uh, what's what comes after that, right? What is property defined as? <laughs> Is the is property well, defined as property and, or people? It's defined as people. Yeah, and and, it, and, yeah. and Anthony, you know, look, what I say to people is, you know, that's a bunch of bull crap. This is the reality. Look at the, the, the speech that was made by Alexander Stevens, the vice president of the Confederacy. He says explicitly in the Cornerstone speech, he says, this is about white supremacy. This is about keeping... 
the the Negro, I think was the term he used, the Negro or the black man or the black people in their natural place. Hmm. That's what it was about. It was about slavery and white supremacy. It wasn't about states' rights. That's just... No, it's states' rights. States' rights to own people and... Yeah, uh, and I uh, mean, I don't even think we should give them that because he says explicitly this is what it was about and... It was states' rights to be awful human beings. It's, I mean, if well, you're, all right, if, you know. you, if we if we've just got to include those two yeah. words, but I think it I think it obfuscates the real the real issue. It gives them a sliver of political cover that they don't deserve. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's just unfortunate that a person that you know, uh, I was very disappointed to see that a uh, person that young uh, adopting that ideology. It scares me, uh, and it tells us that we got to do more of educating our leaders, but also uh, doing a better job of identifying our leaders and grooming and growing our leaders. Now, you're talking about uh, that guy Dismukes, right? Yeah. Is that who we're talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah Will Dismukes yeah. from, yeah. from Prattville area. So he's from Prattville, which is which is not that far from Montgomery. Right, yeah. Which is where... Suburb. And, and he's in the legislature. And he's a pastor mm-hmm. of a church. And, and he's the pastor... Okay, he's the pastor of a church... He he works or he goes to as a legislature legislator at least he goes to work in the state capitol which is not too far from the equal justice initiative mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know maybe maybe Anthony you need to do, you know sponsor a tour of the equal justice initiative for, for these <laughs> yeah. and, and, it, and these Republicans let me tell you a funny funny story real quick uh, so so last week I sent an email to the governor uh, the AG. Secretary of State, um, Doug Jones, Richard Shelby, some others around, and asked who has been to the EJI (laughs) Memorial and Museum. Uh, You know, all that's going on is right there. They've had several events. Celebrities from all over the world have been there. Uh, You're such a Uh, troublemaker. I got back responses from two people. You, we, we, you, I, you'll, you'll never guess one of them. Uh, of course, you, you know one right off the top of your head is Doug. Of course, yeah. Doug's been there multiple times. Yeah. Uh, and But the other one was John Merrill. Um, and uh, sent me a, a bunch of different fo- photos of him and uh, uh, Brian Stevenson together. And I wrote him back and said he <laughs> needs to spend a little more time with him. Uh, but, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, that that's what we're dealing with. They they don't want to know. Uh, they they've got it. They've they've got the history that they want to believe in. Uh, that their story is not even really history. It's just a story. Yeah. Uh, and this is what they want to believe in. And so this is where we are. And I don't know how you get around that. Yeah, I think we got to do a better job of, 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 you know, even our history books. I think that our history books brush over it, but makes it seem like this is kind of a, a, a war uh, that was about states' rights. And that, but it don't go, I mean, there's not necessarily a uh, teaching of much farther than that. And I think that we got to do a better job. And I think that the media has to do a better job uh, right now, I think, of, of ed- educating the public on this. Unless you're a history major in college, you may not get to this, right? You may not understand it unless you pick up a book and really try to understand it. And so I think I think that it's, it's something that we need to own, but also we need to tell the full story because the story that we're telling right now uh, does not condemn the actions and does not explain... Uh, the pain, why is painful? Uh, this is a pain to, to a segment of the population. So I think that the education piece is extremely important. 
uh, because you know, um, you know, surprise. I don't know that Mister Dishmeets actually uh, understand that because if he did, I, I certainly hope that he wouldn't continue to make those particular statements and and stand up uh, for something that is built upon a lie or not the full truth. Well, uh, on the other hand, uh, I guess you could, I mean, he could be that level of ignorant or he could also be the Tom Butler level of ignorant, which is somehow or another <laughs> equating Confederate soldiers to the U.S. soldiers who stormed the beaches in Normandy uh, and and saved the world from, you know, a dictator and tyrant and awful human uh, all around. And, and somehow or another, uh, Tom Butler believes that these <laughs> these people are, are somehow uh, equitable. I I, I don't know. I mean, so uh, just to to relay exactly what was said, um, uh, Tom Butler said in a, I assume this was in a, that right-wing blog, uh, one thing that did concern me was one of my House colleagues here, the House Minority Leader, and I, I think he's talking about you, uh, mm-hmm. wants to do away with the Confederate Veterans Cemetery that is down near Chilton County, near Clanton. It does receive some state funding, some $600,000. Uh, some state funding to maintain that cemetery. I would disagree. That needs to go away. We've got American soldiers buried overseas. I quickly think of Normandy. I've been to Normandy, and I've seen the American cemetery there. We've got soldiers over there, and I'd hate to think that people in France would want to remove that cemetery. Well, they don't. Those people saved, <laughs> saved what, France. That is um, so dis- that's disheartening. Uh, Tom, if Tom uh, philosophy, and he's not... Uh, and he's an educated man and not understand the context in which we're talking about, then Tom needs to move his district out of Madison County because that is not the way we're thinking and that is not the representation of our community. Well, uh, I got to say, I'm going to have to push back a little bit on that uh, because we, as we have seen in Montgomery, uh, Birmingham, and even in Mobile, with Sandy Stimson, uh, there is, seems to be a much more progressive line of, of action and thought in terms of the removal of Confederate monuments than there is right now in what was a few weeks ago Alabama's most progressive city of Huntsville. Yeah, I've been I've been pretty disappointed uh, in that action, but I do think that um, you know it, it will be moved. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not certain that's the timeline. I hear all the excuses, which I'm not necessary. I don't. I don't pay any attention to the excuses because I know I've learned what they are: tools of incompetence. And 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 so I am not uh, following that um, that logic that they they are that those individuals that are pushing back on it. But you know, I, I think that we gotta take action uh, quickly, swiftly, and anybody that's standing on the side. Um, that's not for it. I think the community should be engaged in their next election, um, and, um, and 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 so I'm not uh, holding any punches on this uh, because uh, I, for one, uh, and excuse my French, my generation not going to put up with this shit, and you best believe that. Um, and, and and that's a shared sentiment across the board of all races, and so. Um, um, so we're ready to we're ready to fight. Yeah, and I and I and I think you make an excellent point when you talk about this being an across the board situation because as I think we I think Josh and I have talked about this, but I know I've had this conversation with other people. 
you look at these protesters, Anthony, and some days I'm telling you, there are more whites down there than blacks. <laughs> it's been mind blowing to see locally and globally that that's the case. So I, I agree with you in terms of what your generation and even those below you, you know, the twenty somethings and the in the in the and those in their you know college years. They're not going to stand for this. They're, they're not standing for it right now, and they're, and they're very upfront about it. Now, the other thing I wanted to say, put out there for you to respond to, is that you and, uh, you and State Representative Hall, our friend, and also uh, State Representative uh, Rex Reynolds, um, were part of a forum in Huntsville. And, and Rex is a good guy, by the way. I, I like Rex Reynolds. I don't agree with him politically. But I think he's a he's a good person. So you guys you guys had this forum that you hosted, and after the forum, and we talked about a range of issues. I asked Rex specifically about the Confederate issue because he stood up and made some comments about uh, his um, his opposition to uh, some aspects of it. So I wanted him to go into more detail, and he said he specifically opposes the provisions that take away the local authority to act on these monuments. He thinks that's problematic from that standpoint. And I said, so what are you going to do about it? He said, well, I'm going to introduce a bill that's going to address this for in the next section. Well, the next session is in 2021. So what happens in the meantime? You know, and, and so, uh, you know, he and I have that discussion. And I say to him, Rex, you know there are things such as unjust laws, that, that, that there are laws that are unjust. And I think what we're going to have to do, Anthony, and I want you to respond to this, is we're going to have to challenge here in Madison County, going to Josh's point, we're going to have to challenge the Madison County Commission and specifically the Madison County Chair Dale Strong to do the right thing and stand up against an unjust law. Do what Birmingham has done, do what the University of Alabama is doing, do what Mobile has done to go to Josh's point. I, I think um, for me, I think that all of these economic development projects that we're uh, competing for and that we're having discussions about, I think that when you start engaging the actual business community, uh, I think that that's where you'll see these monuments come down pretty quick because businesses in the culture right now is that they, you know, in, being inclusive is a priority for them. And when you're trying to recruit the talent, we're talking about not being able to fill the jobs that we have in the technical field, especially the high tech field. You're never going to fill the jobs as long as when a person Googles Huntsville, Alabama, and they start seeing some of this stuff that Huntsville uh, is no different than his last name. Historically, when we've always pushed ourselves as being different, I think you'll start to see millions and millions of dollars lost uh, and an opportunity and people not wanting to move in this area. And I don't think that that's what the people of this county want and the people of this city. And so we elect leaders so that to be a progressive city, to be on the cutting edge. And if we are not going to to take action and do the right thing, 
then that's going to take us further. That's going to take us back and it's going to have negative impacts on economic development and growth long term. So we can play around. We can play Russian roulette with this. But the narrative today is going to determine the impact tomorrow. And then one final thing I want to say. Every legislator, every person in government, when your grandchildren and great grandchildren read about you like we're reading about the people about the people today and that represent these statues, when they read about you, when you're long gone or while you're here. You need to understand that the story is going to be written. And you have an opportunity to actually control the narrative. But right now, the narrative is going to be is going to have a negative reflection on your legacy. And so let's think about your legacy and what you want, because today the kids and the grandchildren, the children of those that have made bad choices in the past regarding race relations. Are now ashamed of the decision that their parents and grandparents and great grandparents made. So. Remember, this is going to history is going to be written. And this is a defining moment moment for all of us who stood up and who sat down and silence well, is complicit. What, yeah. And, and what you just said, who stood up and who sat down it, it, it is a perfect bridge to the point I'm trying to make. Rosa Parks made a decision to make a stand by sitting down. Absolutely. She broke a law. Absolutely. The Madison County Commission is going to have to move out of its comfort zone and do what the other cities have done and break the law and then settle up with the attorney general. The attorney general has a memorandum of understanding that I have seen and you've probably seen. Josh has probably seen mm-hmm. it with the city of Mobile. He's going to have to enter it. They need to have the courage. The Madison County Commission needs to have the courage to enter into the same type of memorandum with the attorney general and the attorney general needs to um, accede to that. I agree. I agree. And I think that right now we just got to continue to apply the pressure. I think that the one missing link in here is a letter from the business community is not enough. And so I think that we have to uh, start talking about economics. You have to start talking about uh, you know, the folks that have been silent during this time, especially in the business community or have retail or what have you. Uh, I think that when you start stop spending your dollars there and you start moving your money, uh, I think that that's when they start paying attention. And so I think that the movement right now has to be more economical uh, in order for action to happen fairly quickly. Yeah, I, you know, this has been my point. Uh, to to Democrats uh, in, in in large at large for for a long time now is is being uh, y'all y'all have got to stop you've got to start taking a page from the things that Republicans have done for a long time which is uh, go go into businesses that support the the ideals and things that are important to you uh, stop supporting the people that uh, that advertise and and give means to these people who spew hate 
and and divisiveness and th- you know whether it's a radio show host or a you know a podcast or a TV show or whatever it is stop going to these people who who support politicians who do the same things all of the time who put up these ridiculous bills uh that that only serve to divide people and to push up, uh, you know poor people down stop supporting those businesses and if you'll stop supporting those businesses they'll stop supporting those people and without that that money listen we can like it or hate it, and I hate it, but money makes the world go round. And if you start talking about uh, hitting somebody in the pocketbook, that's where you start making your way. Cash is king. I agree. And we're beginning yeah. to see that well, now. We saw that a, a couple of days ago with an ice cream man uh, who is right. <laughs> who, who's now selling ice cream out of his house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, I'll tell you this. There's a couple of radio programs around here that have done a fine job of spreading a lot of racism for a lot of years uh, in, in Huntsville uh, and around. And uh, and I, uh, you know, and there are a lot of businesses that are propping those people up. Uh, and it would it would be very, very nice. Uh, I, you know, you ain't got to send it our way, but it'd be nice if you stopped sending it that way. Uh, and so, you know, that's how these these that's re- there's a reason why all these politicians like Tom Butler, who say ignorant things, like he said, go on those shows because they'll give voice to that ignorance uh, and, and send it out to a group of people who want to hear it, who want to have their ignorant views reaffirmed by people who are in office. And, and that's what they're doing. It's cheap votes for ignorant people. Yeah, let's remember, this is the same legislator who in a previous life was trying to eradicate this from the state the scourge of sex toys. That was his big priority. Sex toys. <laughs> Wanna get rid of all the dildos and vibrators. That's what that was his thing. Well, my uh, I gotta say, my my little uh, uh, little speech there about uh, stop supporting these people. I was trying to get rid of dildos too, uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, but no. And, and I think last the last thing I want to want to get your comments on here is uh, I, the the two people that uh, that I was most disappointed in uh, over the last few weeks here. Uh, was probably the police chief in Huntsville, um, who who not only used tear gas on peaceful protesters, but then came back the next day and attempted to justify it with, uh, uh, I mean, hokey rumors on from Facebook uh, that that carried uh, so little truth that it was shocking that a person who believed such nonsense would be in that position, and then City Councilwoman Jenny Robinson. Uh, who gave Ooh. one of the most idiotic and racist and, and just hateful uh, yeah. speeches that ignored speech. everything. I, I just those, those two people. I don't. Uh, I, what is in in Huntsville? Has there been a big outcry uh, to either replace the police chief or or to you know to push back against Jenny Robinson? I think that's a better question for David because he's in the trenches. I think that I I saw the comments. I was very surprised by the comments. I think that she started off fine, right, uh, acknowledging the, the death of Mr. Floyd. But it seemed like the talking points that she would she ended up the the, the posture that she ended up with uh, was trying to inject a new narrative into a narrative that's been already going on. And so I think that that has been. Uh, a that's what you call spinning the story, and right now uh, I think that she should understand that nobody's trying to spin the story. Right now we're dealing with what we're dealing with, 
and let's get past this hurdle. And if you want to lead a broader conversation about other things, let's do that. But let's not turn a victim into a suspect. Okay, it's not justifiable to take. Uh, you know, it's not justifiable, and you have uh, other folks in law enforcement that acknowledge the death of, of George Floyd as being murder. Uh, and it's not something, a culture that they want to, to uphold. And so I think that uh, she has to understand that um, you don't try to spin a story when it's clear of what happened. All right. To take your time to deal with another, this is, other issues another day. But it's insulting to not only the families of Mr. Floyd, but all the people that are marching for Mr. Floyd. Uh, this narrative of turning a, sus- a, a, a victim into a suspect on what we're dealing with, what white right in front of us, it's just it's just preposterous to me. This is out of a playbook that is an old playbook. I mean, they, you know, when Viola Liuzzo was brutally murdered by the Ku Klux Klan in 1965 for supporting the civil rights movement. You know, that's what they did to her. She was demonized. The FBI and others demonized her, called her a woman of questionable morals, etc., etc. You know, when when Reese Taylor was gang raped by um, a, a group of white men in 1944 in Abbeville, uh, that's exactly what they did to her. They they tried to flip it and make her a prostitute. You know, this is this is an old play out of an old racist playbook. And Jeannie Robinson played into that when she did what you're talking about. And I think uh, she does need to be confronted. And she has been on social media. On social media, she's gotten a good butt kicking on oh, social really? media. Good. Oh, yeah, yeah, good. yeah. A very good butt kicking. And my, from what I've heard... Jenny is now in a mode of saying, hmm, let me start talking to people. Let me start listening and talking to people and getting a sense of, you know, what, perhaps where I went wrong or, or at least hear what they have to say. Well, listen, so. listen, it's understandable. Black people just got here. It's so, you know. I think the conversation. How, how would you know? I th- yeah. I think that. Couldn't figured it out yet. I think Not that um, um, with, with Jenny, I think that whoever was probably providing those talking points is who she needs to be talking mm. to. <laughs> and I would say that that person, uh, uh, next time, and I know Jenny personally, next time she, just call me. I'm, I'm pretty in tune to, to what's acceptable. I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to be the person that tells you, oh, no, no, that's fine. You're, I mean, you can say that. That's no problem with that. You can say that. Mm. That's perfect. No, <laughs> you can't. <Yeah. laughs> and, I, and I think that that's where a lot of politicians and people that are born into leadership, I think some of the things that they gotta, we got to get them exposed to is actually how to communicate with different cultures, right? What's acceptable, what's not. Uh, I think cultural sensitivity training should not be a one-off. Oh, we did that, check that box. But it has to be ongoing and continuous. And I think that there's a lot... Uh, uh, things that can can take place on a council, any leadership, or any in leadership classes, uh, there should be uh, this, and it shouldn't be one way. I think that uh, folks that are that are non, um, you know, that are African American should also be try to understand the thinking of those that are not right. 
And so I think that it works both ways, and I think that makes a better leader and a, and a better representative for the people, the diverse group of people that they will be representing. And so um, I'm not going to uh, defend her at all um, for those comments, uh, but I'm also, uh, I also think that this should be a learning experience, a very tough one, uh, because uh, legacy-wise, she got to think about, you know, um, What's what, how do you come back from that, right? How do you come back and say that I was out of line? Uh, but I looked at some comments today where she says she received positive and negative comments, and so I'd be curious about those people that have given her positive comments. I'd like to know who they are uh, and uh, make certain that you know if they are a business or an entity, I will make certain that I won't be uh, will not be supporting them. Uh, in their efforts, and that they also should be challenged to go and 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 actually keep reading, right? Not the Cliff Notes version, but actually dig deeper and understand the pain uh, of communities of colors, particularly the African American community. And so, let's understand this. Moving forward, we got to keep our feet on, uh, you know, foot on the ground, and and, and really uh, continue to, to to talk and engage, David. And I, I, I know you will, but I'm just saying we cannot let up. Uh, and we 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 gotta also not be satisfied with the cosmetics of it all either, right? So moving that Confederate monument, that's great. It makes us feel good. But what about what do we do next, right? What do we do next? What is our plan for economic uh, mobility and opportunities for minority-owned uh, businesses to to get access to capital? Looking at how the pandemic has impacted not just the minority community as it relates to deaths and and and, and having the virus. But also, how does it impact the actual uh, minority? How has it impacted minority uh, companies? Right. I saw a statistic where there are a lot of minority owned companies that actually went under during this pandemic. Right. And so and most minority companies are LLCs, probably 90 percent of them. So I think that the the cosmetic piece, there has to be something beyond that. Right. And, and that's where I am right now. And I, that's where I think the work continues. Well, uh, I hope so. And, and, and I, you know, I think that, uh, we, we've talked about it at, at APR with Bill Britt and, and, and a bunch of, uh, you know, our, our folks there. And, and, you know, we, we all kind of agree that this is unlike anything that we've seen. And, and, uh, you know, we, we would, you know, we just hope that it continues and, uh, know that, uh, that y'all are pushing, uh, and, and at least in the Alabama Democratic Party are pushing, uh, pushing hard to, to make sure that the, the right things get done in Alabama. And, and I know that, uh, that is a, that is an uphill push all the way, but, uh, we appreciate you doing the work and, uh, and taking a few minutes out here to, uh, to talk with us again today. All right. Thank you guys for having me. Always a pleasure to be among such honorable gentlemen that uh, have such rich <laughs> wait, knowledge and history. Wait, wait, wait you, are you, did you forget? Have we been on too long and you forgot who you were talking to? <laughs> hey, good to hear from you, Anthony. Always. You too, I was actually talking to David, Josh. He's the only gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand. I, listen, I, I understand completely. I understand completely. Uh, thanks, Anthony. That's uh, that is House Minority Leader Anthony Daniels, and uh, uh, that is. Uh, <laughs>
I don't like him very much. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, we're gonna we're gonna slide out. Uh, we'll come back here and uh, wrap things up with uh, with a right wing nut of the week and uh, uh, and you know a few other little things. Till then, back in a minute. Alrighty, welcome back in here. Yeah, always uh, another fine conversation with uh, with Anthony Daniels. Really. Always love it when he's on with us. Yeah, he's a he's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. It's uh, uh like having him on, and uh, you know, I mean, y'all mistreat me terribly while y'all are together, but that's fine. That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Following agreements with HR. Trying to toughen you up, man. Yeah. Trying to toughen you up. Following agreements with our HR department. <laughs> Uh, but uh no it's it was good i really appreciate him coming on uh but uh this so so we've reached our uh our, our final segment here which is we're gonna do a little little national stuff and uh in our right wing note of the week uh, but uh you know one of the things uh that has gone on uh nationally uh is there has been a uh, i guess an awakening would be the best way to put it mm-hmm. uh, among uh, college athletes, uh, particularly black college athletes, uh, and they have—they seem to have finally figured out that they have and hold a ton of power in what is going on in their worlds. Um, and uh, you know, the, you have seen incidents now at Florida State, at Clemson, uh, at Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. This is the most recent and probably maybe the most famous one where uh, Chuba Hubbard, the um, All-American running back, there has uh, said that. That saw his coach wearing an OAN network, which, which is, is at the right wing. Yeah, well, they're like to the right of Fox News. I yeah, think. well, they're right. They're to the uh, whatever whatever the side morons are on. That's where they're mm-hmm. at. Uh, and so they, I mean, they, they've got you know they've said terrible things about Black Lives Matter, comparing them to terrorists, and uh, you know, and then you know, but conspiracy. They they believe all conspiracy theories, and so basically, they're the plants at all the Donald Trump press conferences that ask him really mm-hmm. easy questions. And things, mm-hmm. but uh, so His you know, love, I think, right? right yeah. yeah, and so they, uh, you know, he saw him wearing the shirt, uh, Gundy, Mike Gundy, the head coach, there wearing the shirt after a fishing trip. And he said, you know, listen, this that's not going to work after what's all is going on in this country and what's going on around. Uh, this is not. We're not going to do this here, and we're so, not going to participate anymore until there's a there's a conversation and some changes made. So you're going to have to catch me up because, as I was telling you earlier mm-hmm. uh, off mic, I haven't watched ESPN in a few quite a few days, <laughs> except for the great Bruce Lee. Um, oh yeah, I saw. I did not watch it, but I'm still I'm in the process yeah. of watching it piece by piece. But it's really good. But anyway, so I'm not up on. The latest. Now, you, this young man has taken this position. He's got the team with him. Mm, oh yeah, teams with him. Well, and, and they have. You know, they came back uh, the later that day uh, and said, uh, you know, that Gundy had met with them and the team, and he had apologized, mm. and uh, that there were going to be some changes, and they were going to go through some some training, and they were going to implement some things. We're going to make some changes to the rules about you know dress and hair and uh, some of those things. 
You know, because well, he's scared. Then he's he's afraid. Well, they ought to be scared. He ought to be scared. And, and all of them, you know, they had the same thing at Florida State, uh, where the coach had come out and said they'd had this conversation, and the, one of his top defensive linemen came out and said, "What the hell we did? What are you talking about? I Me? Mean, you talking about a text message you sent somebody?" Mm. Uh, and he said, "You know, it's." Uh, and so there was, you know, some changes there uh, that were made, and some, you know, some real kind of come to Jesus sort of things. And I think through this finally. I, and I can't tell you how many times I have written this over the years and how many times I have talked to athletes about this. Yeah. You have all of the power right. in this. Right. Stop right. letting people screw you around. Right. I mean, it drives me insane what they give up to go to these colleges and play for free. Okay. For free. Uh, and you, yeah. you can, uh, and please spare me though. Oh, you're college education. Right. Yeah. You know, you know what? It, it, it's nonsense, okay? That's nonsense. What, what they get versus what the coaches get and yep. what the systems get, the, yes. the, 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 the organizations get, is ridiculous. Oh, it's, it's absurd. It's just it? like Bill wrote, the, the New York Times wrote in that book of his years ago, it's plantation. Mm-hmm. It's a freaking plantation. It, it is it, it is very much, uh, it is very close to, to that. And it is, uh, I, I have always said to them, uh, you know, listen, it starts with your letter of intent to go to these schools. Uh, here, all of the things that restrict you, and all of the things that put these uh, these holds on these kids, man, or uh, is in that. And stop signing it. It's not required that you sign it. If you, you're going to tell me you're the top ten recruit out there that everybody's chasing and just waiting with bated breath to see which hat you put on at the signing ceremony, you're going to tell me they're not going to let you show up to campus and play if you don't sign that. They will, of course, they will. And so. Sign, start signing for your scholarships with them. Start holding them accountable. Make sure that you're getting what you need to get. Make sure you get your your room and board off campus paid for. And you know, and it, it just now can they do that under NCAA rules? Of I don't course know. they can. I yeah, know. I mean, you yeah. can. You, there there are stipends that are available. There are things okay. that that you can uh, do w- within the rules. And really, at this point, the rules are are basically moot. All right. Uh, I mean, there there are going to be so many changes to those rules in the upcoming years. Uh, uh, and I, it's, it's just kind of idiotic that we're still pretending like these things make sense. Yeah, well, um, yeah I mean, and, and they've never made uh, sense. But I mean, just uh, just the mere fact. I, I tell you a, a simple one right now. So when that kid signs letter of intent to go mm-hmm. to college, all right, that that thing that he signs binds him to that school essentially for four years. All right, unless they release him. If they don't release him, if he goes to any other school, he's going to have to sit out for at least a year. Uh, before he can become eligible. Right, sir. That scholarship is only good for one year. So they have to yeah. renew it every year. So if you go in and you're not, you don't pan out to be what they think you are, or you get too injured or whatever, mm. they can cut you right out of there and not lose a thing. Wow. So, I that. yeah. I that. I so it's not for four years. It's, it's, that scholarship been for, it's year to year, okay. every year. Uh, but, but your commitment, but your commitment to them is, is for at least two because you know, if you don't, yeah. uh, if you don't stay with them, then you gotta, you gotta sit the year out. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the sort of thing that has, uh, that has driven me crazy about this. And I have, you know, I've just been waiting on at some point these guys to realize, man, this thing doesn't go around without y'all. All right. It doesn't uh, stand up for yourselves. And I don't want them. I, I don't want anything to be unfair. Uh, I want it to be fair. I want it to be fair to them the way that it is to everybody else. And you can't tell me that if you've got a head coach making $10 million a year and every assistant coach making at least $400,000 a year uh, and you've got 15 of those guys running around there. You can't tell me that there isn't money to pay these dudes with. So, you know, 
uh, that's just that's just life. All yeah. right, and you can say, well, you know, the smaller colleges can't do it, or figure it out. All right, all right. figure it out. All right, uh, and all right. pay them pay them something uh, that's worth well, their time. And then these conferences, and I, and again, I'm not a you know, to be honest, I'm not a big you know. Um, college football or even basketball guy. I mean, I'm very, very casual, so that's why I don't keep up with a lot of this stuff. But I do understand the nature of these conferences. Uh-huh. The, the SEC is freaking filthy rich. Oh, yeah. Well, it just means more. Yeah. So it seems to me like even if you do have colleges, individual colleges, uh-huh. that can't do some of what you're talking about, that conference can facilitate. That. Well, it, once you, when I say smaller colleges, once you get outside of, uh, they're probably you know the the the, the Power Five there, the, the ACC, the SEC, mm. the Big Ten, Big Twelve, the Pac, whatever it is now, ten, twelve. Uh, you know, once you get outside of those, then there it, there are a, a number of uh, of teams that could probably still compete at that level, but uh, you know, for the most part, you have a pretty Pretty steep fall off uh, mm-hmm. there. So, so and I'm talking, and that's in football, you know, in the football world. You know, basketball world is a different thing, and, and it's kind of funded different. You know, the NCAA tournament then you know, creates a lot of revenue for them. Uh, but uh, you know, it's it, you're, you're right that they're they're all they all share a lot of money, but it, it's all built into that uh, that upper tier of, mm-hmm. of college athletics. And I think that's where the real money is. That's where the best players go. That's where, you know, the majority of the players who get drafted are. Uh, so, you know, those are the guys that need to you know, to earn a little extra money. Uh, those are the guys that are bringing all the fame and fortune to your program. You need to share some of that with them. Uh, but it just, uh, you know, at this point, seeing what's happening uh and and really, I guess maybe it's better that it's this way, that it's this thing that, that betters their lives and makes it uh, better for black athletes on those campuses and all black students on those campuses because this will eventually stretch to black students on the campus as well. Uh, maybe it's better that it happened this way than it being a purely economic thing because now it will at least touch all of those other lives. And uh, and I'm, I'm happy to see that they're they're finally standing up and, and taking a stand for them. Yeah, yeah. Them. Uh, And I hope it just continues. Well, it's, it's, it's hard for them to ignore. I mean, because many of them probably relate on a personal level to what it's like to being, you know, a black young man in America subject to being stopped by the police uh-huh. at any given time, you know, for for nothing. And, and maybe they've even had the gun put to their head. Uh-huh. Maybe they've even had to sit on the curb with their hands cuffed. So, yeah, yeah, this is the time. Yeah. This is definitely the time. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so. And um, you know, it, it. I just you know, I wrote about the kid at, at Auburn that uh, you know was wearing his his football stuff just to make yeah. sure he could make it home at night. And yeah. so you know, it's that's uh, it, it stretches all the way around, man. It does. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, speaking of stretching, uh, 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 John Bolton uh, has stretched out my patience, uh, mm. and I and and. I just I don't I don't understand how you could be that anti-American, that um, driven by profit uh, over your over your patriotism for your country and the, and the well-being of your country and the well-being of the White House and the and the presidency and what's going on. I don't understand how you could sit there 
And here are the things that John Bolton has reportedly heard in the, you know, the, in the book that he just released this week. Yeah. I don't understand how you could hear the president praise concentration camps that are being built in China. I don't understand how you can hear the president, uh, you know, basically set up a quid pro quo with China uh, to help get himself elected. How, you know, set up a quid pro quo with other countries uh, to get himself elected. I don't understand how you can hear all that and not go before Congress and say, listen, we got a big problem here, and this guy is going to compromise. You know, you're, you're essentially. It may not end up this way, uh, hopefully, but John Bolton could have uh, allowed the entire country to be set up for for a downfall. But is it just on him? Oh hell, yes, it's just on him. No, what about Kelly? What well, about, what about these others who have served? And have left, yeah. And they've maybe you know thrown a thrown a punch here or there, but for the most part, they hadn't said anything either. Yeah, I, I, and and you're right. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not letting anybody off the hook here, okay? Yeah. But I, I, you know, he has released this book where he is involved in all of these conversations about all of these right. things and seeing all this stuff happen. And I mean, you know, and at the same time, you're having a congressional investigation going on in the president where they're impeaching right. him. Right. Uh, and, and they're calling all these people and they've asked you to come and tell these things to them. Right. And you don't go, and you tell them you're going to fight the subpoena. Well, because of the profit motive that appears to be in place here, I agree with you that this is the most egregious example. Yeah. I'm just saying it's not the only. Example. Oh, no, no. I think there's he's, some other ones. Yeah. yeah. There's some other ones who sit there and I, I can accept I can accept some of the excuses of, look, I know what was going on was wrong, but I, at the time that it was going on, I was thinking I could help, you know, change this. I could, I could stop this from happening. I could go in and and do this or that or whatever, uh, you know. <laughs> but I, I, what Bolton has done is, I, I mean, it to me is borderline treasonous. Mm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? No, I mean, yeah. I mean, it is setting on information that yeah. it could be 100% detrimental to the entire country here. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about a compromised president at this point that is beholden well, to other countries. Right. And I mean, this is what we, many of us, have been saying anyway, that Trump is basically the real Manchurian candidate. Yeah. You know, or, or was when he was a candidate. Now he's a Manchurian president, basically. That that's what we've been saying all the time. I mean, that's what all the signs point to that. Yeah. So now you have a John Bolton who is in a position to be able to say, you know what? There is something to that. But he didn't say anything. Uh, I mean, he was taking notes. He was, yeah. he, he was, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I just, I, I can't. For a book. Taking yeah, notes for, for a book. book. For, for a book. For a book. Yeah. And, and yeah. I just, yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Yeah. In about a hundred years, if they're still saying Benedict Arnold's name, maybe they'll be saying John Bolton's yeah. name right after it. I hope so. I really, really hope yeah. so. All righty. Well, that brings us to this week's right wing note of the week. And I, listen, I don't think that we can uh, that we could possibly pick out a uh, a better right wing nut than uh, our friend uh, Tom Butler. Hmm. Uh, and, and we mentioned this during the um, uh, sex toys. <laughs> that's right. Um, dildo. <laughs> or dildo hating Butler. Maybe I should say that. Uh, you only hate that much things you love. Um, <laughs> so, uh, 
uh, I, I read this quote earlier. I'll People read it probably again. don't understand why I'm saying that. Well, that's okay. Can I? Well, no, I, no, I explain it. it with, I referenced it with our conversation. I, I don't today. think you should explain it. I think you should just let them, just just let 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 them hang, think, let it hang there. Google it, folks. Yeah. Google it. If you missed uh, the interview with Anthony, Google it. Uh, so this was uh, – so uh, Anthony Daniels has proposed uh, to, to cut the funding to the Confederate Memorial Park in, in yes. Clinton. Uh, that's where 300 Confederate graves are, and there's a small little museum there. And well, that's otherwise, what we're told. Do we actually know that? Uh, there, there was a there was a TV report uh, earlier oh, uh, okay. this week. So I saw I saw that. Okay. It's a small little museum, but it costs you four dollars to go into. Okay. Uh, but um, basically, it's just a park. Uh, there's just a bunch of trees with a few 300 graves out there, and uh, for that to keep up with it, uh, to have the upkeep there, they have. They get six hundred thousand dollars plus per year. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's uh, quite quite a bit of money. And so uh, Daniels has has proposed cutting that funding to that. Um, And this was this was Tom Butler's uh, full quote. I'll read the full quote to you. One thing that did concern me was one of my colleagues here, the House Minority Leader, wants to do away with a Confederate veteran cemetery that is down in Chilton County near Clinton. Well, all right, first of all, let me stop there. That's not what, what That's he wants not to what do. He, said. he wants to he doesn't want to dig up the graves and right. throw them in the garbage. Right. He wants to cut the funding. Right. And there have been several proposals which still include some funding for upkeep for that place, mm-hmm. but it is not six hundred thousand dollars per right. year. Right. Uh so uh, continuing on with Butler. And isn't that on private property? No, this it's was not. A, this there's a private property aspect to it, which is where you see the big Confederate flag flying right. along the interstate. But it's not, it's not. It's a, so it's it's a mix there. There's oh. a, there's some there's some public property that's funded by this because that's where the old home was for Confederate uh, uh, soldiers right. uh, that had been injured and needed needed care, or whatever. That's where that home was. And when they tore that down, they created the museum and then they put the, gra- had the so graves the, out there. So the public property abuts the private yes. property. Okay. Yeah, that's all maintained by the sons of confederate veterans or whatever uh, people are uh, they sent me all the nice letters um but it does receive some state funding to maintain that cemetery butler said six hundred thousand dollars to remain to to maintain a 300 person cemetery uh, i would disagree that needs to go away and here's where things get shall we say historically sketchy mm-hmm. uh we've got american soldiers buried overseas i quickly think of normandy i've been to normandy and i've seen the american cemetery there we've got soldiers over there and i'd hate to think that people in france would want to <laughs> remove that cemetery that is the craziest logic yeah let's wrap our heads around that for just a minute so in this analogy yes Tom Butler is comparing the Confederate veterans yeah. to the veterans of the U.S. Army veterans and, and, and U.S. military veterans yeah. that stormed the beach at Normandy yeah. to fight the Nazis uh-huh. and save France and democracy right. and the world from right. Hitler. Right. This is who he has compared the That's Confederates to. And, and and the analogy falls apart there for so many reasons. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, I would you know, I would say. Yeah, but yeah. but but in addition to that, so then you've got the Confederates are buried in the South. The US soldiers are buried in the country that they were fighting to save. Mm-hmm. Well, I can only assume that he is somehow equating the North with Hitler. 
and the Confederates were trying to save the South. I, I don't save the South from 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 not being able to own slaves. I don't. I don't. I mean, uh, it's muddled thinking. It's very muddled thinking. I don't listen. I'm going to disagree. I don't think there was a lot of thinking oh, at all there. It was just muddle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so it was just muddle. I, I, okay. I just, uh, hi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know what to even do with people anymore. And this is, and, and you know, we end the way we began. I'm really tired of white people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, you can say that as a white guy. I would never say that I'm tired of white people. Well, I'm just tired. I'm tired. Well, you, got, you got me here. I'm, so, well, and, you're, and you're good with me. I, I'm tired of bigots. I'm tired of racists. I'm tired of bigots. And I'm tired of people that just don't freaking connect the dots mm-hmm. on simple things. Yeah. Yeah, we just talked about. It. I, I I understand, man, and let me do, go ahead and tell you right now. I'm going to make up some bumper stickers that says Josh Moon. He's okay with me. <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, let's slide out of here. Thanks again to Anthony Daniels, and uh, until next time, thank you guys. We'll see you.